Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. All right, guys, welcome back for another episode. Uh, today's episode is probably going to be a pretty short episode. I just want to get to some takeaways from around the NBA. Uh, I haven't touched up on that in about two weeks or so, so we, we've got a good chunk of information there. But that's all I'm getting to today. Uh, I have a lot on slate that I want to get to uh, in future episodes. For example, I want to get to uh, my NBA All-Decade stuff. I've already made my NBA All-Decade teams but I also want to get to like my top 10 plays of the decade, maybe like the MVP of the decade, just stuff like that. And, and you know, you, you get where I'm getting at. Just like over this decade, some of the top uh, plays, games, and I already have my all-decade team done, but I still have a long way to go. So hopefully that can come out next episode or like the episode after that. Uh, my college football predictions, but I want to wait on that. Uh, that's coming up in you know a week and a half or so, so I, you know, I don't want to do that too early or anything. And then the NFL, I would do a uh, Thursday night football. Even though it's Saturday, I probably would have done a Thursday night football um, breakdown because, you know, I don't really have much to do. Usually if it's Saturday, I'm like, oh, it's a little late, but I do it anyway because there's not much to get to at the moment. But there was no Thursday night football game right now. Uh, you got the um, Saturday games, uh, the Buccaneers and Texans games wrapping up right now. And then I'm going to go watch the Patriots. But anyway, that's all I'm going to get to today, the NBA. Uh, so let's get to it. At this very moment, there really isn't much to talk about in the NBA. I mean, I haven't really heard any hot headlines over this past day or two. But I haven't touched up on the NBA in about two weeks. Uh, I took that two-week break. Uh, which should hopefully very rarely happen ever again. Uh, but over two weeks, I just haven't been here. So these past day, this past day or two hasn't been very entertaining. But I mean, this past two weeks, we've got some headlines. Uh, first of all, Luka Doncic going down with this injury just a couple days ago. How will it affect the Mavericks season? We all know Luka Doncic is the heart and soul of this team. That's evident. Uh, but the team's 19-9 right now. They're fourth in the West. And... So far, without Luka Doncic, they went on to beat the Milwaukee Bucks, who at the time were on some like ridiculous 18-game winning streak. Um, and then they go on, they lose, uh, they lose to the Celtics, my Celtics. Remember that game, uh, 109 to 103. But they hung in there. They didn't play a bad game or anything. Celtics have been good this season. So over the Bucks, and then they faced the Sixers and blew them out by 19 points. They have had three tough opponents in the. Okay, I'll count the Heat game. Luka Doncic got hurt at the very beginning of that Miami Heat game, and they lost in overtime. So technically, without Luka Doncic, they're 2-2. Two and two, But when they're without him for a whole game, they're 2-1. and one. But those opponents were the Miami Heat, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, and the Philadelphia 76ers, four of the best teams in the East. They're an Eastern, not road trip, because they've had two home games in there. But then they've got the Raptors tomorrow uh, on Sunday. So, they have had a tough stretch to start this thing out with the Gudanchers, and they really haven't done that bad. Uh, I don't expect them necessarily to kind of keep up this, like, 68, uh, 0.68 winning percentage or whatever they've got, 0.679. That's their win percentage right now. I expect that to just dip a little without Luka Doncic, but they've done decent without him. When he was on the team, let's see if we're counting all these past four games before, when he got hurt, they were 17-7. Now they're 19-9. They were winning, you know, two out of every three to four games. It's, it's a tough ratio there, but about, you know, two every three games. And 
so far they've won half their game. So yeah, it's dip total, but it, it's a tough because there's such a small sample size with him. You know, 17 and 7, it's not a ton of games. It's a little over a quarter of the season, but they've only played four games without him. But they've been good in those four games, especially considering no Luka Doncic. Without Luka Doncic, like, if you look at the Mavericks roster, I've always pointed out they are very thin. Uh, I'll look it up right now, but I already know it is. Uh, yeah, you have Chris Stapps, Porzingis, uh, and then they've got Seth Curry, Boban Marjanovic, Tim Hardaway Jr., D- Jalen Brunson, Dwight Powell, J.J. Barea, who barely even plays anymore, Maxi Kleber, Dorian Finney-Smith, Justin Jackson, DeLon Wright, and then a few other guys that don't really play, maybe Courtney Lee. Uh, I don't think he's done much this season, though. So they don't have anybody, really. And Chris Stapps has kind of struggled this season. He's been okay. Like, he's, I consider him a star-type player, but he hasn't been that great. I'm surprised this team's winning. They are winning with not a lot of talent on the floor. Even with Luka Doncic, I think, like, this team's a fringe playoff team, and right now they're finding a way to be the fourth seed. And then without Luka Doncic, forget it. But they're still finding ways to win against these good teams, and I think it's impressive, if you ask me, because Luka Doncic is the heart and soul of this team, and outside of Luka Doncic, they don't have much talent at all. And I think that's also why Luka Doncic is so impressive. Uh, Just look at that supporting cast around him. It's not very good. Uh, then I'll focus on the Eastern Conference race. You got the Bucks, who are sitting at top twenty-five and four. The Bucks, they've just been really good. I remember I had them going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I still definitely stand by that. And I remember throughout the first nine games, maybe five, some five to nine games, very beginning of the season, they weren't even doing that bad. But I said I feel a little less confident in the Bucks than I did before. Because I realized they seem thinner. You know, no Malcolm Brogdon. I think that was going to be a big loss. And as much as I love Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's a flawed star. The three-point shot. He, he's just got even some... MVP is flawed. Like, when I don't think of a non... Like, Kevin Durant, to me, seems non-flawed. The guy can do everything. And I know every player has little flaws. But Giannis seems like a noticeably flawed player. Which is odd to say, considering you won MVP. But that's just how it is. And it feels like, you know, that's going to hurt them. Plus their depth, you know, the loss to Malcolm Brogdon. I felt less confident in them than I did before. I somewhat take that back. Because they are 25-4. and four, But they did great in the regular season last year. And still couldn't get to the NBA championship. Yes, Giannis is more experienced this time. And we can argue the East is... I wouldn't say it's a little weaker. You know, a lot of people think it's stronger. But the Raptors... There's no more Kawhi Leonard to dethrone you. Now, you know, we're sitting here and, I mean, I look at it. To me, a lot of people say the 76ers are the biggest threat. They're in sixth place at a record of 20 and 10. They've lost three games straight. The 76ers are struggling. The Bucs are they, – they, that's great for them to see. You know, the Celtics have played really good basketball. So, the Miami Heat, the Raptors have stayed in there. You know, the Pacers are really heating up five wins in a row. I love to see it. I'm telling you, they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, the, here's my thing, though. I picked the Patriots to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, even though I think there's a good shot that can happen, actually. Another big point I want to stress there, not only the Patriots, but I think the 76ers aren't getting past the second round. I sincerely think that if you're a new listener, this is something I've thought for a while, and I think the Pacers meet up with the Sixers in the second round, and they beat the 76ers. Listen, maybe it's not the Pacers that beat them, because I'm predicting that that matchup, the cards fall that way. It, it's just hard to do. But I'm just saying the 76ers don't get past the second round unless they get some really favorable matchup. I just don't 
it's kind of a bold take, and I just think when people say, yeah, Bucks Sixers, easy. No, it, it just can't be that simple. This is the NBA, and things change, and things aren't as simple as they seem all the time, and I just knew. I love the Pacers roster, and they've done really good even without Victor Oladipo, and it's scary to think what this team is capable of doing with him. It's just scary. But if the playoff that ended today, you'd have the 76ers away against the Heat, and the Pacers away against the Raptors, so... There's no way they could play each other in the uh, next round, which is unfortunate. Uh, but it's early in the season, so we, you know we're only not even barely 30 games in. Some teams haven't even played 30 games. The 76ers have, but most teams haven't. So we just gotta be patient um, with that and see how the dice fall there. But I'd love to see that. What if I nailed that prediction? Just literally same round, Pacers in six games, just like I said. Not even seven, six. Maybe seven. Seven or six. I think I said six. But I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to seven, honestly. Not at all. I wouldn't even be shocked that the Sixers win. Would I be a little surprised if they go to NBA Finals? Yes. Now, maybe shocked is a bit of an overstatement. I just don't like this team. Do I like Joel Embiid? Yes. Do I like Ben Simmons? I like... Yes. I. My thing with Ben Simmons is I love his potential. And I just like... I. I'm just like, I know it's there in you, but I just don't know if it'll ever come out. And I just hate the fact that this guy's just such a coward. Uh, I like Josh Richardson. I like Al Horford. I like Tobias. I like all their starters, but I don't like their bench. I don't like their coach. And I don't like the mesh. And I don't think it's going to work out. I think they're going to go on a poor playoff run. And they're going to basically virtually be forced to make a move this offseason. Good speech. Anyway, moving on. Um, I guess we could talk about the Brooklyn Nets. They're 15 and 13 right now, sitting in the seventh seed. I don't think the Nets should have any worries about making the playoffs, but it's where they finish is where they should be worried about. Kevin Durant has said if the Nets uh, have a very good regular season, uh, he might come in return for the playoffs. But at this point, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. I know Kyrie Irving sat up the past 15-something games, uh, but uh, the Nets have actually been better without him. Yet they're 15-13, and and he's been out for over half the season, uh, which is kind of crazy to think about. Uh, But this team just, they're struggling, uh, it's safe to say. And I do think Kyrie Irving, uh, this is a good look for the Celtics because the Celtics have been very good this season under Campbell Walker, and the Nets have been bad. I I, I hate to say it, bad under uh, Kyrie. I know Kyrie hasn't played half the season. I know it's early in the season, but they didn't look good with them, and they look better without them, and they still don't look that great. But still, we saw what they did last year. I know that was kind of a different team, but still – They've looked better without Kyrie, and I think it's a good look for the Celtics. Plus, you add the season that they're having right now, 19-7, and seven, sitting in the second seed in Eastern Conference. It's very top-heavy. Um, they've done a very good job. So, I think with the Brooklyn Nets, I don't. you definitely don't explore trading Kyrie because Kyrie is kind of the side, you know, Kevin Durant's sidekick. He is that piece that... Has to you have to uh, purchase that piece? You have to keep that piece to unlock Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant would not approve of you trading Kyrie Irving. You had to get Kyrie to get KD. Um, that that was kind of the package deal. So if you're you know you you kind of want to return Kyrie, it's kind of two ways. You want to return Kyrie, you return KD as well. That's how it's going to work. They're not going to do it anyway. 
this team, it's got a lot of potential. Uh, and I don't think they're NBA title contenders this season because Kevin Durant simply is just not coming back. I don't care what you say. He's not coming back. Uh, you know, the Nets are not going to, you know, end up as a top two or three seed and really say, you know, Katie, we're doing very good. You could be that piece right now this season. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. They're going to finish, uh, you know, as a five seed or below probably. I think I had the five seed before the season. And then I said, I wouldn't be shocked to get the four seed either, but I am going as the five seed. Um, but they're going to be five seed or below. That's not good enough to bring KD back. He's just going to rest it for the rest of the year. He's going to set up this whole year. Uh, and I think they got to kind of mix it up a little bit, potentially. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and Kyrie don't pair well at all. They might trade Dinwiddie. I, I, I hate to say it. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. I think, you know, he's, he's doing a good job in Brooklyn. He's done great without Kyrie, but there's some trade value out there. Teams recognize what he does without Kyrie and recognize what he does when he's the man. And he does a very good job. And there's some teams, you know, I could just throw one right now, the Orlando Magic. I, that's the example I use a ton. The Orlando Magic could use a point guard. I know they're doing some things with Markel Fultz and it's going all right, but they could use a point guard. There's some other teams. I know point guards, you know, it's one of those positions. seems like everyone kind of has one, but, you know, there are some teams that could use a guy like Dinwiddie. And even if he's a reliable six man behind a guy that he fit well with, you know, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, let me think of a team. Uh, NBA standings clutch up for me. Like, I, I mean, the Bucks. Like, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> Some team where you would pair well with the starting point guard because it's not happening in Brooklyn. Teams realize what he can do when he's the man or he's, a you know, a sixth man behind a point guard that he does well with in a way, if that makes any sense. Teams realize that and they're interested. I know there are some teams that are interested and the Brooklyn Nets could pull off a trade if they really wanted to. But they love Spencer Dinwiddie and I don't think they are going to. But it kind of feels like, you know, what uh, with Kyrie, you know, I might be better off just trading him. And, you know, he does a good job there. I get that. I love Spencer Dinwiddie, but he does not pair well with Kyrie Irving. And I know Kyrie Irving's not playing at the moment, but he's in your long-term plans. Him and KD. This is his and KD's team for a while now. So, um, Spencer Dinwiddie, I mean, I don't know if he's in it for the long haul. I don't know if he, you know, he's part of their future plans. And if I can just look up his contract real quick, I don't think he's on uh, a deal for that much longer. Um I forgot to type in contract. I should have this stuff ready. Um, let me see. All right. I'm pulling it up right now. He's got... Oh, he's, uh, oh yeah. Yep, this is last year on his deal. And he's getting 12 mil a, a season. But I'm sure there are some teams that would be willing to make a move for Spencer Dinwiddie. And hopefully maybe, you know, they make that trade. He comes in. They, he helps them out a little bit. In the present time for the rest of this season, he likes it there. Maybe they can work on an extension or he goes into free agency. But he was, you know, let's say he goes to Orlando and he likes it there. Maybe that, you know, leaves that lasting impression, makes him want to come back. Uh, whereas to maybe say he's in Brooklyn for the rest of the season, he enters free agency with like, I don't know about Orlando, you know, who knows? Maybe that that's how teams like to do it sometimes. If they want a player, they might trade for him at the deadline and hope things work out well so that way they have a better chance at getting him come free agency time. Or they can work out some sort of an extension. I know the uh, uh, contract extension deadline, it's shortly after the trade deadline, but, you know, some teams work out trades around this time of year maybe and um, that, that can – 
get a they can get an extension done uh, within less time. If that makes any sense, I explained that horribly anyway. Uh, I'm, I want to talk about the Chicago Bulls and the Atlanta Hawks real quick. Uh, the Bulls are 11 and 19. I had them going to the playoffs. They're at the 11th seed. It's not too far fetched. The Hornets are in with 13 18 record. That 8 seed is going to be some atrocious team. The Bulls won't make a run in the playoffs, but if they can fire Jim Boylan, fire him now. He's not working. He's something the young uh, players' development. The young, uh, no one has respect for him. They don't like him. And, and that's not even the thing. They don't respect him. So if your players don't respect the coach, that is a problem. He needs to get fired. They don't believe in him, and it's not even leading to a good record either. And then the Atlanta Hawks, they're 6-23. and They are worse than the New York Knicks right now. All they need to do, just start winning a few more games. Like, at least finish, like, respectable, like, 13 seed or something. Uh, and just keep Trey Young happy. That's what they have to do. Keep Trey Young happy and finish with, like, a respectable 13 seed or something. Which sounds crazy to say, respectable 13 seed. Um... Now move over to the Western Conference. The Lakers 24-5. and They are looking really good. They are on a two-game losing streak, though. Uh, Denver Nuggets are starting to heat up. Uh, the Clippers, same thing. Them and PG-13 starting to get uh, things going. We already talked about the Mavericks. The Houston Rockets, 19-9 right now. James Harden is having another ridiculous season. Come playoff time, I do think James Harden's going to be a little better this season than usual. Why? Because I think something's got to give. Just a little bit, at least. Something's got to give. Just a little bit there. There's no way he's going to keep failing. And I also think Russell Westbrook mainly is the main reason he's the key. Has Russell Westbrook done a phenomenal job in Houston this year? No, but I think he's doing better than Chris Paul is. And I think if Russell Westbrook is the key, and he's doing better than Chris Paul, who they played the same role last year, the secondary star, both same position. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. If he's done better... And kind of complimented him maybe a little better, we could uh, argue. I, I don't know about that. But he's done. I think he's done a better job in Houston. And he, if he's the key, I think it's going to lead to a little bit of better play from James Harden. I want to dig more into that. I just want to get the main topic out there. So I'm trying to hurry. I'm explaining things bad because I've only got 4% left um, on this Chromebook. And it's going to die in a few minutes. So I'm trying to uh, wrap things up here quickly. This is a very, very short episode. Uh but the OKC Thunder, another team I want to talk about, 14 and 14, they are the seventh seed. Who would have thunk it? Not me. Okay, I did not have the Thunder going to the playoffs. I didn't. They are 14 and 14 right now. That isn't a winning or losing record, but they're in the playoffs in the Western Conference. That's kind of crazy because Thunder were not perceived as a playoff team. A few teams had him, people had him going. Even Mr. Sideline, you all know who he is. OKC, biggest OKC fan that I know. Didn't even have him going to the playoffs. I know a few OKC fans. None of them had them going to the playoffs. It's their point guard tandem mo- mainly. I think that's been really good. Uh, between Shai Gilgeous-Alexander, Chris Paul, and Dennis Schroeder. And as corrupt as that sounds for a backcourt, those three point guards all together, it sounds bad. But they have done a very good job. They've been the brightest part of this whole team. Uh, Darius Baisley, he hasn't done very good this season, but he's starting to pick things up a little bit. Same thing with Steven Adams. He's starting to pick things up just a little bit. Uh, Danilo Gallinari has been good, uh, as always. Whenever he's healthy, he plays well. But that point guard tandem, as talented but corrupt as it seems, it has been the most positive. It's been the positive part. It's been the bright side of this team. And without that point guard tandem, they're probably uh, uh, towards the bottom of the West. Let's just say that. Uh, and then you have the Trailblazers at 13-16. Uh, Mello is definitely cooled down, but he's still doing a good job there. Uh, and they're sneaking back into the playoffs. I told you, the Blazers don't sweat it. 
I know that slow start was a little scary. It was even for me too, but I said, CJ McCollum's going to get back on track. Uh, this team will probably make a move, maybe even for a guy like Kevin Love. Even if they don't, this team's going to get better. They are going to find a way to at least make a run at the playoffs. I don't count them out at all. Uh, and then the Sacramento Kings. I know they lost two games in a row, but they're 12-16 and 16 after a very slow start. So, I, you know, they're getting back in it as well. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, the end of this stretch because, you know, you got the Thunder. Again, the Jazz, the Rockets, the Clippers, Nuggets, and Lakers are all locks. I consider the Mavericks almost a lock. I want to see a little more Dallas Mavericks. I'm not fully sold on them making the playoffs, actually. Do I think they will at this point? Probably. I mean, they're 19-9. and They're winning games even without Luka. They'll probably make the playoffs, but I'm not ready to call them a lock like those other five teams. Uh, but they're pretty close to it. That means those last two spots are going to be a battle, and I think it's going to be a battle between the Thunder, the Blazers, the Kings, and the Spurs. The Suns are at 11-17, the Timberwolves are at 10-17, and you get the Grizzlies, Pelicans, and Warriors. I don't think any of those teams will make a run. Maybe the Timberwolves, but they've lost nine games in a row. I just think they have some potential. And the Suns, no. They're, they started off the season good, but they're dipping back. They're going back down to earth. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. I wish I could go on for a little longer. My Chromebook's about to die. Uh, and there's not a lot to talk about. I just kind of realized I could have done a Kyle Kuzma-type thing. Um but I didn't get to that. Hopefully you can get to that sometime soon. I'm going to try to pump out some episodes here for you guys. Get back on track. I've been a little inconsistent lately. Uh, but there's a lot I want to get to before the new year starts. Uh, I sh- Hopefully, uh, today's Saturday, right? Hopefully, I'm, uh, I'll make an episode before Christmas. Christmas is Wednesday. Christmas Eve's Tuesday. I'm going to try strive for a episode Monday or even Tuesday. I know Tuesday's Christmas Eve, but I don't do stuff till later. I know Christmas Eve sounds like a loser thing to do, like you're making a podcast on Tuesday. But hey, I got to pump out an episode for you guys, hopefully, before Christmas. Uh, the bad thing about that is I don't know how many of you will listen, so I'll probably try to do it on Monday. But if I don't get an episode out there before Christmas, Merry Christmas to you all. I hope to at least one more time. Uh, you'll see me on my Instagram again. Go follow that at After the Buzzer Sports Talk, all lowercase, no spaces. Again, that's at After the Buzzer Sports Talk, all lowercase, no spaces for podcast updates and daily sports content. So go check that out uh, in case, you know, you don't get to check out my podcast before Christmas. You'll see me over there anyway uh, if you go follow that. I highly suggest you do. But, again, if I don't see you guys, Merry Christmas. Hopefully I will before that. Uh, but, anyway, thank you guys for listening, and I hope to see you guys next time. Thank you.